Shomrabyog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, where this week we'll be taking a look at House of M, Collecting Issues 1 to 8 of the 2005 Marvel series by Brian Michael Bendis and Oliver Copiel. Very nice, Benjamin. We're back and we're looking at a thing. Benjamin. <laughs> yes, definitely. It- isn't it unusually timely of us to be looking at this thing? It is, Michael. You and I have just been watching One Division on Disney Plus. Mm. And, and then that is about uh, the reality-altering mutant, the Scarlet Witch. It is indeed. She's the central MacGuffin of this particular uh, of this particular graphic novel. She's the uh, the kind of main instigator of the plot. Now, Benjamin, I'm going to take issue straight off the bat with something you've just said there. Because of all the things. We've do, we're doing these collecting issues for a long time now, Ben. Uh, it's been a while. We, two years, two years of collecting issues? Been a while. It's been a good long while, Benjamin. And one of the things about doing this for a good long while is we've read many comic books. Too many. And we've met many, we've met many <laughs> graphic novels as well, Ben. We have indeed, Michael. Far too many. We've made any of them. And Benjamin, a lot of the things we read you could call a graphic novel, but I'm going to contend that this is not a graphic novel. Fair enough. Because, Benjamin, it's not though, is it? It's just it's just eight issues of a comic book series. It's eight issues collected and made to so- sell issues, Michael, but we'll get into that a little bit later. We'll get into that All a little right, bit later. Mm-hmm. All right, we will. We will. We will. Um, so, Michael, to give you a little bit of context for this one, uh, this this takes place in... Kind of a stream of larger Marvel events from around 2004 onwards. 2004 and the ramifications of this particular series and its implications went all the way up to about 2008 in around there. I believe we call it the Bendy period. The Bendy period, yeah. So Brian Michael Bendis basically had a couple of hits and Marvel was just like, do you know what? Do you know what? Do what you like. You know what, Bendy? You get in there and you do whatever you want. And then Stanley, you give him an old knuckle sandwich on the head, give him a nuggie, and be like, oh, yes, scamp. And you get him in there. And it was grand. Um, and that's pretty much how it worked. But before this, Michael, we had the tumultuous events of a run on Avengers called Avengers Disassembled, which is now known as Avengers Disassembled. And that's basically, again, Scarlet Witch being a bit of a wagon. Um, she has had her mind wiped in Disassembled one too many times. And mm. Janet Van Dyne. Oh, JVD. The, the the wasp to you and I lets it bloody slip. Oh, and when this happens, she's like, oh, well, well, "What do you mean? Well, what do you bloody mean? My mind was tinkered with and wiped." Um, and that begins to unravel Michael and her reality warping powers kind of get a bit out of control, and strange events start happening around the Avengers, which ultimately culminate in two horrific events. Go on. Uh, number one, we lose the Vision. Oh, I know him. I've heard of him, Paul Bettany. Paul Bethany, very yeah. important in the history of the Scarlet Witch Michael, because it's her husband, mm. her husbando. He, he's British. He's British, not in the comics, but yeah, in the in. The, I don't think he's anything in the comics. He's just a robot. He's a robot man. He's a robot man, and it culminates in the death of one one Clinton Barton. Oh no, not the hawk guy. The hawk guy, Jeremy Renner, uh, bites the dust. Oh, good. At the end of this one. Um, and the the huge ramifications of this, the fact that Wanda knows everybody's deepest, darkest insecurity and exploits it through a moment of madness um, causes the Avengers to disassemble. It reveals yeah. the cracks in the Avengers' armor. Right, right, right. And not just Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Like that time, Ben, you almost broke up Shomra Bug. 
Yeah, but like, in fairness, look, you had it coming. You've tinkered with my mind one too many times, Michael. No, I haven't. Ah, you have. Ah, you have, you sneaky goose. Uh, I've started recording these sessions, Michael, so I know. I know now. You've been hypnotized. Hypnotized. Um, so out of that comes this, and and very very early on, the the first two pages, in fact, Michael, we're we're shown a little idyllic scene, and yeah. Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, is having mm-hmm. some chiddlers. Yeah, she's got two little babies. Two little babies, and then things get a bit ominous. So Ben, Wanda's powers are not mind control powers; they're actual reality altering powers. Yeah, we don't we don't get that too much, Michael, in the cinematic universe, or we haven't gotten that too much up to now mm. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She's been a a mindy telekineticy. She does a funny walk backwards. She does a funny walk backwards, and she flails her hands a little bit. Looks yeah. great in Scarlet. Um, yeah. You know, that's kind of her vibe these days. But in this, I suppose she suffered from the same thing where the writers were like, is she a witch or is she just a mutant? Is she a witch who is a bit of a mutant? Can she can she just do hex bolts and nudge reality or can she just shape the whole thing? Can she rewrite all of reality? Ben, so that means in those opening couple of scenes where she's in that nice big room having those babies, she's actually locally re- altered reality for that to happen. Yeah, the, it's like a holodeck of her own making. Yeah, but it's real. But it's real. And then uh, Charles Xavier comes in and he's like, No, Wanda! And she's yeah. like, Ah, oh, fuck. You so, so, oh shit, I did it again. I created a whole life and yeah. twice and then oh, I brought all my friends back from the dead. Ah, oh, tits. Mm. Um, and she has another mental breakdown, Michael. Um, and then Oliver Copiel introduces us to a quite a cool effect, Michael, where everything falls apart in blocks. Yeah, the, um, the, t- the detetrisification, as I call it. Yeah, it's a little bit of a pixelation effect. It's quite cool. It's quite cool, Michael. Anyway, um, we're shown the ramifications that all this kind of trauma in the past has had on Wanda and her mind's unraveling, which leads Charlie Xavier to be like, I don't know if I can fix this. Mm. He says, uh, he's, he says, as he very famously said in the trailer for X-Men Apocalypse, Ben, he says, I don't know what to do, Scott. Yeah, exactly. He says that, except he says Logan in the trailer. Does he? Isn't it? Isn't it Logan. Logan? Yeah. Scott. Logan. I don't remember, Ben, what he says. And this isn't even a good Charles Xavier impression. <laughs> no, it's not great. But look, no. I'm going to let you have it. It's our first episode back. Michael, you can have it. Anyway, the heel of the reel of the jig is... Um, we will not violate the Prime Direct... No, that's Picard. Char- Charlie calls together the squad. The squad being yeah. every single superhero within a fucking 200-mile radius. Um, or the X-Men and the Avengers. Into the Avengers Tower. And he's like, right, are we killing her or what? Or what are um, we doing? And naturally that kicks off a whole moral dilemma because they're superheroes. Captain America roots himself like a tree and he says, no, there's always a way. And Charlie Xavier's like, I don't know if there is. Benjamin, is this before or after Planet Hulk? Uh, this is uh, before. Before. Is it? Yeah, it's before. Okay, so the next time they decide to do this, they just do it in secret instead of having a big public meeting. Yeah, they become the Illuminati. Mm, they no become good. the Illuminati. But that's it's precisely because of that and the resistance that they get. In the, well, that's what's written in, in World War Hulk. But who's to say, Michael? Who's to say, um, then? How these things go. Anyway, here the real jig is Pietro Quicksilver, brother of Wanda Maximoff, who's not dead in the comics, finds this out, runs to save his sister, and... Hop, skip, jump. We're in an alternate reality, Michael, where mutants are the dominant race. And, oh, boy, are things interesting. 
Boy, are things interesting, Ben, and boy, are things almost explored. Yeah, so this did have orbiting miniseries around it. Do you know what I yes. mean? Um, it's it's kind of a classic big comic event in that we get one plot line that we're to follow and there's all these little all these little story nuggets just, just sprinkled in, Michael. Little, yeah. little story nuggets sprinkled yeah. in. Yeah. To the point, Ben, that this is barely a story. Yeah, it does it does stretch a bit, doesn't it? It it really plays with the definition of story. What's a story? This is barely a story. Um for one thing, I mean, I was intrigued, Ben. I was intrigued mm-hmm. that Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers, yes. appears to be the planet's favorite superhero, even though she's only a human. Yeah. And isn't that interesting and fascinating? And here it is in a single panel. Now, fuck off. <laughs> she got her own miniseries as a result of that. Um, and you could read her story. But Michael, <coughs> who has yes. the time or the money? Who has the energy, Ben? I'm not going uh, back and reading 400 comics associated with this. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing yeah. it, Michael. Um, one of the things that struck me as I was reading this is, God, this is all very easy. Mm. Um, there's There's very little resistance. And that's down to one pernickety pain in the ass character which is Layla Miller okay I, I thought it was Lila oh okay well Layla Lila um, no it's Layla it's Layla you've got me on my knees yeah yeah Layla yeah, yeah okay um, it's Layla yeah you're right but anyway Layla Michael um, is the Scarlet Witch's kind of guilty conscience or is she um, Ben because well, I mean, that's a big question that. he says Doctor that Strange. but we never yeah. find that out never find out like we never find anything out in this dumb thing yeah that's the other big problem isn't it um so one of the things michael i think that irritates me um is that layla miller comes along and then all of a sudden anytime there's any kind of interesting ideological resistance where a character is like who the hell are you why are you trying to undo our relatively decent society Mm -hmm. layla miller goes hang on Gives them a wink in phosphorescent green. Watch this. And, <laughs> and that's it. That's all we get. And everybody is automatically on side. Everybody's like, oh, this is terrible. I want my life back. There is well, never a moment where somebody goes, oh. oh. Well, there are a couple of moments, Ben. There's, there's only the one, really, Michael. I, I would say two. Okay, go on. Well, there's Hawkeye. <laughs> oh, because Hawkeye is like I'm bloody dead in that other reality I don't want to go back to that Everyone yeah. piss off out of here I'm and having he a great time I'm having a great time shooting arrows at mutants And being part of the underground resistance He was having a ball He was having a grand old time But then And this harkens back Since we're talking about Hawkeye But we'll get on to the other uh, The other resistance in a minute um, Since we're talking about Hawkeye It harkens back to The big huge reveal Of the end of the second issue it is I think it might be the third issue where Wolverine has been captured by the underground and he turns around and who's pointing an arrow at him only Hawkeye dun 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 but Hawkeye's dead in 616 continuity I didn't know he was dead Ben I didn't know he was dead (laughs) and I wasn't even remotely surprised like yeah there's Hawkeye he's a human that makes sense (laughs) and you know how I found out he was dead in the story Ben they fucking said it (laughs) no on the splash page of the next comic. <laughs> because, Ben, I, I, I read this as uh, eight issues, not as a, as a TPB. Yeah. And 
the splat the the opening crawl of each comic told me more about what was going on than any of the events in the comic yeah it's mad it's it's as I as I said earlier, Michael, I hinted that this is expressly designed to sell those orbiting issues, those little mm. mini series, those little story nuggets um, that people want along the way. And Layla Miller kind of takes all the tension out of that main plot of House of M, because any time we hit that resistance, bar one or two characters, as you said, and we'll get into number two now in a second. <laughs> it's <laughs> just two. it's it's glossed over fairly just gold podcasting there, Michael. Um, <laughs> It's glossed over fairly quickly, and I take I think it takes the wind out of its sails a touch here and there. Also, Logan just has his memory anyway. Yeah, that was the other thing, Ben. I bloody tuned into this, and I was reading it, and I was going, "Ah, oh, it's Wolverine again." It's a Wolverine Why is it story. Why is it always Wolverine? I thought this was the House of M, and it was going to be about Magneto, and it was going to be about the globe geopolitical ramifications. But it's not. It's about how Wolverine is a cool guy, and nothing affects him. Yep, that's pretty much it. That was yeah. that's the that's the crux. It's very Bendis. If you ever read his run on Ultimate X Men. He just took his character from Ultimate X-Men and he brought back the Spidey Wolverine bromance, which is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, good old Bendy. But I mean, you can tell it's a Bendy job, Ben, because all of Bendy's favourites are in it. Yeah. There's Spider-Man. There's Jessica, Wolverine. Drew. There's Spider-Woman. There's um, Luke Cage. Yeah. There's, yeah, all of his favourites are, are there. Yeah, and he put them front and centre. What One of the... The bizarre things that happens is Spider-Man ends up being a huge part of the House of M series, which really, you know, when you think about it, it doesn't make a lot of sense because we're not introduced to his character all that much in those opening things and it doesn't directly affect him in the same way. Yeah, I mean, in this, he's... For some reason in this, he's played by Wentworth Miller. I don't know who that is. Wentworth Miller, he was from Prison Break and he played Leonard oh, Snart yeah. in... Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Some, for yeah. some reason, he looks like Wentworth Miller. And he apparently has a shaved ben, head. Yeah, he has a shaved head and he's all tanned and he has a little earring. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Apparently, he's like the world's biggest wrestling star. Which is bizarre. Yeah, but I mean, it's not even it's not even touched upon in the in what's going on. He's just no. having a nice life. He's having a life life with a blonde woman who I presume was Gwen Stacy. It is Gwen Stacy, yeah. Um, and I think probably th- that's where that's where the comics interest kind of peaked for me. The, this is this is where I was introduced to the thing that kept me interested for the last little bit of the comic, which is he has that taken away from him. Michael. Yeah, that's pretty good actually. That's pretty good. And that's about the only part that I really went, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I that's, like that. Like that's that. interesting. And then that opens up a whole plethora of questions that you can ask about this world. Because, Michael, I think objectively, yeah, this is better as a world than the main continuity of Marvel. Right, and what I on. mean by that is everything seems to be getting along a little bit better than it is in a world where the heroes all have their original lives. What do I mean by that, Michael? I, I mean that the House of Magnus gets on, you know, not well, but they have a begrudging truce with Victor Von Doom, who's not yeah. blowing up lots of different things. And Victor Von Doom's got a handsome face. Exactly. Victor Von mm. Doom has a great face. Um, mm. Aurora Munro is, you know, 
bridging alliances with Wakanda. And it's like, it's pretty interesting. Like this world, geopolitically, as you previously stated, is doing much better. Namor is not being a dick. No, he's being kind of sound about stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of interesting, isn't it? That that world is just ticking along a little bit better. And Jessica Drew puts it best when she says, should we go back? <laughs> should <laughs> we this? do? And then I like that, that one moment of tension where Wolverine is a real dick and he's like, that's a dumb thing to say. And then she's like, no, I don't think it is. I think this is a morally uncomfortable question for people. And I think you're being a snide little prick about it because you yeah, don't know what to say. You little hairy Canadian, you get out of here. <laughs> and I like that because it's just like, yeah, okay, you're a big badass Wolverine. But maybe just think about the ramifications of this one for five eighths of a second. Yeah, well, I mean, that makes Jessica Drew probably the only interesting character in the whole thing because she's the only one who goes, ooh, I'm not sure about this. Yeah, yeah. And she's the only one who doesn't make light of her new circumstance. Like when people, like Wolverine says, oh, apparently I wanted to be Nick Fury. Ha, oh, that's hilarious. Imagine. Yeah, and then there's a thing and like Emma Frost says to Scott Summers, why were we married? Isn't that crazy? We've only been <laughs> together for most of the modern X-Men continuity. Why would we get married? Oh, madness. Um, and the only one who's like, actually, I'm not sure this is such a bad rap <laughs> is um, Jessica Drew, who's like, ah, actually, this is pretty great for me. I don't know. It's all right, yeah. Work. And I'm chasing I- humans, I'm kicking people in the head. I don't know if other people want to go back either. I don't know if that's essential. Yeah, it is funny because it's such a massive global story. Yeah. And obviously, like, there are probably 50, 60 comics in this set. Yeah. And, you know, of varying quality. Oh, heavily. But, you know, this would have been a massive thing to happen in 2005 because for eight months, or maybe four months, all Marvel comics were set in this world. Yeah. So it was gigantic and things probably seemed cataclysmic. But then on the other hand, reading just eight issues in a single comic book in a day, you're like, oh, they resolved that pretty quickly, didn't they? Yeah, that that clipped along at a nice even pace. Um, Yeah, yeah. So we saw like maybe two or three panels of people living their new lives, then green flashy eyes. And then they were like, all right, let's go kick Magneto in the head. There's there's the comic equivalent of a montage at one point where they just do a close up <laughs> yeah. on Layla Miller's face and increasing close up on her face and various characters going ah oh, oh no ah oh. oh, it's terrible <laughs> oh, I wish just... I wasn't married to Emma Frost she's very attractive though <laughs> oh, how terrible no, bad. is this oh damn me and my fulfilling career and my wife's fulfilling career as a social worker that she seems to really enjoy because let's not forget the crux of this is giving every Marvel character their heart's desire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's like Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. And that but, but without the I, chaos. In fairness, I think it's slightly better <laughs> because yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the ramifications I, I I watched a little bit of 1984 Michael and um the thing that stuck out to me was the central conceit of nineteen eighty four Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four is that people give up their wish mm-hmm. at the end. So Maxwell yeah. Lord is like planet. Everybody gets a wish. There Played by n- your favorite actor Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal, love him. What a big man. fan. Best big, huge fan of Pedro movie. Pascal. Best yeah. thing about that movie, Pedro Pascal, weird Donald Trump, charisma game show host. It, I'm I was into it. Um, but anyway. The, the central thing is, there are bad wishes. 
like there have to be they have to exist there has to be like a negative consequence to giving everybody a wish in that world and there's a little bit of that here go on but the negative consequence is other people are better off without you in their lives and that's like most importantly shown with Peter Parker where Luke Cage is like don't think about that and he's like don't think about what and Spider-Man's like, don't think about what? The fact that MJ is more successful without me in her life? And he's like, yeah, but don't think about that. Except don't that think about it. And then he's like, yeah, except that it's true. Like, she got her heart's desire, which is to be successful and a good model. And, you know, da 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 And I'm not in her life. Not, oh man, I've just lived an entire life with my girlfriend who tragically died when I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah. But, and I have a oh, MJ's happy without me. Um, and it just gets messy. He I like that out. I like that Luke Cage's biggest desire was to have some sweet-ass cornrows. Yeah, and he got him. He got him. He got him. He got him. He got them, and he got to be an underworld figure. It wasn't a great shake for humans, though, was it, Ben? Ah, uh, humans got a right L shaft in my The L sapiens. Um, yeah, the L sapiens. The sapes, as they're called. That's uh, Brian Michael Bendis' finest world-building there. Um, yeah, yeah, what kind of slur could I create? Um, for them. sapiens, that's what they're sapes. Oh, the sting in that. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shut up, mutie. World building. <laughs> yeah, that's what people call each other. Shut up, you mutant. Shut up, you sape. And that's it. They don't abbreviate it. They don't even stick with muties from the original no. kind of run. No, they just get rid of it. But that's the thing that was kind of spoiled the most for me, Michael, is that there are huge ramifications for this world in the fact that Jessica Drew. Your favorite, yes, Jessica Drew. No, sorry, Jessica. What Jessica Jones is married to somebody else or dating some somebody guy, else? Some guy called Scott. Some guy called Scott. And everybody's looking at bloody Scott Summers over there. He's like, no, 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 not no. me again. No, I was no. married to Emma Frost. That's no, gross, no. isn't it? I wouldn't want that. <laughs> no, that'd be awful. Um, and the the big ramification is never touched upon again. That never comes up again. Where it's like. Oh man, the people I've spent my life with are better off without me. That's that's weird. Uncle Ben's still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no venom. There's no bloody venom. The Green Goblin is just a pro wrestler. <laughs> like this world is significantly freer of conflict. Okay, there's some extensive racism, which isn't great. No, it's not great. Poor old Hank Pym. Poor old Hank Pym. He's watching the dinosaurs die. Yeah, and good old Henry McCoy is a bit of a racist, so that's what he's, he's always wanted. He's a dickbag, isn't he? Yeah, he's no use. Get yeah, he, he just patronises the shit out of poor old Hank yep. Pym. And he's like, you can't do it, you can't do it, but it's not the same, you can't do it. It's reverse yep. racism, Henry. And now, Ben, you've revealed the biggest twist of it. The biggest twist of it is that it wasn't Magneto at all, it was old Pietro. Pietro. I'm allowed to reveal twists in this, am I? Oh, yeah, no, I know, but it, the, okay. the thing is, it's that is not... The central kind of driving point of the plot is to go and kick Magneto in the head. Yeah. It turns out it wasn't Magneto. It was good old Pricksilver. I feel like, now I'm saying this with with the hindsight of 2005 in my rearview mirror, Michael, but Mm -hmm. I feel like that wasn't telegraphed very well. I don't think anything about Magneto's character at the start of this comic suggests that it was his idea. I think everything about this comic suggested that it was Pietro being like, don't kill my sister. He's an old prick. Or just um, Wanda herself. Yeah, but here's, here's, the, here's the most interesting thing about that, Michael, is Wanda's still right. clearly mental. Oh, she's as mad as a box of bricks. She's then. as mad as a box of what? A box of bricks. 
I thought you said something completely different. A bag of Uh, willies. Yeah. (laughs) I thought you said a smack of the box. And I was like, that would be quite mad, actually, if someone just handed you a box of bricks. A box of Um, willies, that'd be weird. Anyway, she's still mad as a broom. She's bonkers, Ben. She's bonkers. She has a false copy of herself out in the world. Yeah, and then that Tetris disassembles and everyone's like, ah, this is gross and horrible. What's happening? This is bizarre. Um, And yeah, I mean, look... It's interesting, isn't it? So then poor old Quicksilver gets caught out and they're like, oh, let's kick, kick Quicksilver in the head. And Magneto <laughs> is... Oh, he's very nippy though. Oh, <laughs> it's hard to get him. Oh, <laughs> oh he's spry. He's spry, that Quicksilver. Um, and Magneto's a right L prick then. Um, and he does some whooping. I mean, there's a quite a cool scene where Magneto kind of just unleashes all his power and he's like, what did you do in my name, boy? And then, second of all, I was kind of like, well, that's a bit rich coming from the man who spent most of his life committing acts of, you know, atrocity against... Yes, Ben, but not most of that life. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. You remember? If you do remember, you think, Oh, do you think he's a new man? Oh, yeah, because he has his new experiences coupled in with his old He has his new experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's yeah, like, oh, true, this is much better. This little prick here has ruined everything whipping around the place. Benjamin. Yeah. That does bring us to another point, though. I don't know if you, how carefully you read it, but did you notice that after he drops a building on Quicksilver or whatever it is that he does, does. Um, that he's doing his speechifying and then Wanda erases his mouth? Yeah, she just gets rid of it. She gets rid of his mouth. And it took me three or four readings to figure that out because I found the art a little bit muddy and confusing. Do you know what? There's another panel on that exact same page, Michael, where the word bubble just goes over what's supposed to be Magneto's frightened eye. Right, there's right. a there's a scene, and it's just classic Bendis. It's too much dialogue to fit into multiple panels. Good old Bendy. <laughs> they're just stuffing them in, and Oliver Copiel can't draw enough panels to keep up with that level of dialogue. Um, yes, I would agree just with write you. a book, Bendis. Just write a book. Just go do that. Um, yeah, I would agree with you. I I like the art, Michael. I think Oliver Copiel is probably peak superhero art most of the time. That's very interesting take, Ben. Um, I like it It's clean It's relatively Distinguishable Face wise um, Occasionally There's a couple of Okay fair enough Go on I could not tell you The difference between Jessica Drew uh, Fair Emma Frost Fair Other than the colouring Of the characters All the women Have the same face Um, I The whole thing Looks a bit like uh, You know Ben I don't really like Jumping on this bandwagon but the whole thing looks a little bit like if Rob Liefeld learned to draw. Ooh. You know what now, I mean? Now that you've said that, Michael, I can never unthink it. Mm. You've you've done it. Right. You've spoiled me. Um, yeah, no, no. I, I, oh, hang on. I'm going to have to process this. You spin your wheel. You process that for a minute. Yeah. Like, his, his, all his men are big, huge units. Big, huge, massive, muscular units with big square heads. And all of the women have the same face. And you know it's 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 fine. It's detailed. It's uh, there's good motion in it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does have that kind of early two thousands, just coming out of the anime inspired nineties. Yeah. Um, and to you maybe Benjamin, because this is when you got into comics. This might yeah. be peak superhero art. Oh. But it doesn't float my boat. I've been I've been cooked by nostalgia. <laughs> oh. That's oh. not to say it's not good. It's just to say it's not. No, but I, I think you, I think you hit the nail squarely on the head. If Rob Leefield knew how to draw, or learned how to draw, 
I like new because it implies that he's never had it, which is definitely true. <laughs> um, yeah. Ah, uh, he's shite. Uh, we don't have to worry about that. We don't do his comic on this podcast. Um, no, we might do one next week. <laughs> we might do one next week. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, you. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Oh. No, Ben, you you defend your own position. Don't just no. I'll defend like it. A, I'll defend it. Right. What I what I like, like about it is pancake. What I what I like about it is right. Yeah. Is as you said, the movement, the motion, and the composition is usually quite interesting. Right. Um, he's got a good sense of action about him. Right. Um, and I like watching that. I enjoyed his uniform design. I know that sounds weird, but his House of M regalia, like an old medieval European empire. Mm. I like the Wanda's fake face cover, the fake Wanda's head covering thing. Like, That's kind of cool. That, that was all kind of cool. I like the strange fashion show that we get of visiting dignitaries for the House mm. of M event. Yes. Um, I like Victor Von Doom's uniform. I like the weird sentinels with the the carved Sli- kind of headpieces and things. The slightly Japanese themed sentinels. Yeah, I, I like all of that. I like his version of New York. I think his New York is interesting to look at. Mm. Um. But yeah, when it comes to distinguishing characters, I think I'm going to have to agree with you. All right. That's mm. a shame. I thought we might have a row. No, I mean, we can have a row because largely no, no. there are distinguishing features in that there's colors and differentiating factors like that. But I have to be held account, Michael, because before I've complained heavily about genera face in mm. comics. Mm. And if I'm not held to account now, Michael, what am I? Well, why what am I? ever be held to account? No, I mean, why there is the issue account? that comic books in the past just did do what does this what does this woman look like and he said i don't know she has red hair and she's attractive what do you want what more do you want um i think probably another thing that led to the muddy art is there's three different artists working on this at any one time ah uh, go on um so what i mean by that is um the colorist and the inker are all different and on these big scale comic events speed is of the essence when it comes mm. to completing these runs and they're not always completed on time they're not always within do you know what I mean it's not all done beforehand for these big ones there can be delays so I think a combination of three different men working on the same project um, digital comic work being not in its infancy but certainly not as developed as it is now especially when it comes to colouring we're used to just put meshes over things and be like oh that looks good Um, I'm just gonna just gonna put that out now so, yeah, but it's also bad panel layout and too much bloody dialogue from Bendis. Good old Bendy and his dialogue. Ben, do you think it's possible to enjoy this without a very strong grasp of the the status quo in the Marvel Universe anyway? No. Because otherwise you're just going to be going, oh, what's changed? What's yeah. Sentinels? This is very much a what if in the main Marvel continuity. Um, mm. like it's it's for sorry what if comics were a little mini series off to the side of Marvel comics where they took different characters and put them into alternate realities and looked at what the world would be like with a little bit of change in the Marvel universe you're going to see some of them on Disney plus they've uh, redone that yeah it looks exciting um, but basically that's that's what it is here but it's very hard to understand the status quo and you won't pick it up from going into this world if you go into this world all you get is oh are we gonna murder people or not is that, is that what's yeah, gonna happen uh which who's mutants kick them in the head benjamin <laughs> if the listeners were Jeez. taken by this what else might they enjoy do you think uh if you're into that whole style of comic um go check out avengers breakout 
um, which kind of introduced the new Avengers where Wolverine actually became an Avenger and things like that. That was very formative for me. It's a very enjoyable style. Um, right. I would also say that you might enjoy Invincible. I know we recommend that an awful lot, but it's that big kind of superhero thing that's going on. Uh, you might also enjoy... Uh, there's, there's a thing here that I want... Oh, Powers. You might also enjoy Powers by none other than Brian Michael Bendis and Michael Bendy. Oeming. Um, yeah. Basically, what he did was that concept of superheroes being the ruling class of society, um, and that's what Powers is. It's mm. it's that concept brought to a logical yeah. um, conclusion. Yeah, I like Benjamin. I think if you enjoy the whole idea of a an alternate Marvel history, like if you want to know how would things be different if Charles Xavier and Magneto's lives had been different, I think Age of Apocalypse does it slightly better. Oh, there you go. I think the world of Age of Apocalypse was a little bit more interesting than the world of House hmm. of M. Hmm. We should probably so do that give, at some point on this comic. Give that, give that a look. I mean, it probably doesn't hold up as well either because of all <laughs> of the same reasons I've been giving out about about this. But it was... Uh, uh, I mean, they're very similar, Ben. They're very similar. But in Age of Apocalypse, it's Legion who goes back and kills Tinkers. Charlie X. Yeah. And then Magneto leads the X-Men and things are all turn out different. Oh, that's bloody... Oh, timey-wimey stuff. Fun. Oh, yeah. Fun, 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 same, fun, fun. same idea, same idea. Same principle, different execution, slightly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, what did you think of this bloody comic what book did you think? that we didn't advertise to give you any time to read? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's very unlikely you'll have any opinions because this is the first you've heard about it. <laughs> but if you did, if you did, do get in touch with us in a few of the following places. We have our very own Instagram, ladies and gentlemen, collecting issues. Um, you can just find us there. Just type it in there. Type it in there. We'll wait. No, I'm just kidding. We mm. won't. We don't really have time to do that. But uh, take a look there. Get in touch with us, and you can uh, pass a comment on the post that has surely been dropped um, as this came out. You can also get in touch with us at, sh- at the Shomrabiog website www.shomrabiog.com. S e o m r a b e a g dot com. Yeah, it means tiny room in Irish. It does indeed. Uh, you could also, if you fancy chatting with us in real time, ladies and gentlemen, because it's the future now, and you can do that. You can check us out on the Discord. The distant Discord. We're up there on the Discord, Ben. You can just hop on the Discord there if that link is still active. I better check. The link will be in the Collecting Issues Instagram. Uh, So you can go find it there. Oh, will it? Uh, Yeah, I'll put it up. I'll put okay, it good, thing. good man. That good might man, be a, a good, good way man, to do it. So anyway, right. ladies and gentlemen, that's it from us. Join us in two weeks' time, where we'll okay. be taking a look at the brand new run on Constantine. We'll be looking at uh, Hellblazer Volume One from 2020 by Simon Spurrier and multiple artists. 2020, um, Ben. Yeah, I know. Very current, Michael. Very current. I didn't think they did new comics, Ben, because of that whole pandemic thing from last year. Yes, well, it's uh, it certainly didn't last too long because it's been cancelled. I'm glad I'm glad that blew over, Ben. Do you mean the comic or the pandemic? The no, the comic, the pandemic. Oh is still no, ongoing. I thought you meant the pandemic. <laughs> uh, that's it from us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to us as always, and we'll talk to you very very soon. Goodbye. No more mutants.